This is Talking Business. I'm joined now by Olivia Carr, who's the founder and CEO of, wait for it, Shh, Silk. Excellent. You did said I pronounce that, well. that correctly? <laughs> you did. Well, it's, um, it's hard to say, but it's, it's spelt S-triple-H, Silk. That's the name of your business. It is. And uh, obviously it's about silk. Yes. Started off with pillowcases? Yeah. So we started with actually just four products four years ago. Um, we now have over 200 silk products. So anything from sleepwear to travel accessories, we're now probably, we have the largest um, scrunchie range in the world made of silk. Um, scrunchies have definitely made a comeback. So um, I think that's... What's a scrunchie? A scrunchie is like what you tie your hair up with. So oh, okay. for us, it's probably been an evolution of kind of looking at sustainability. Where can we use our offcuts? And then we, we literally create products to suit the scraps in the factory. So that's how we've blown up to 200 products. Do you make the products by the silk or do you buy the products? Yeah, so we design everything here in Australia. So we have a design team based in Melbourne and then we source and make all of our products in China, which is where they still grow silk today. Yes, indeed. And yes. Is, is nowhere else, is there? Um, you can get silk in India. It's a different type of silk. So it's more the, um, what you would see used in garments, sarongs and things like that. It's, a, it's definitely a different quality of silk. So, yeah. We have the shiny silk from China. And <laughs> did, why did you start the businesses? Because you wanted some silk and couldn't get any? Yeah, so I've slept on silk since I was in my early 20s. So a hairdresser at the time, I mean, you can see my hair, it's quite thin. Um, I had baby hair to the age of 10 and it used to molt a lot. And my hairdresser said to me years ago, I'm 38 now, you need to get on a silk pillowcase. And of course, in my 20s, I couldn't afford a silk pillowcase. So I would, you know, at the time get a nightie if I had a satin nightie and I'd wrap it around my pillow and, and do whatever I could because it's the friction. You don't get any friction. So your hair doesn't get pulled and it's it has many natural benefits, silk. So eventually I invested in a silk pillowcase and it was taken away in a hotel room. And then I was like, oh, I, I can't, you know, afford to keep replacing these things. I may as well start a business. So right. <laughs> that's what I did. Yeah. Uh, and your business took off through an association with the Kardashians. It did. So tell us about how you got that. Yeah. So I, um, prior to this role, was a general manager for Pacific Brands, who are now Haynes. Um, so I obviously had a little bit of a taste of e-commerce and I guess what it really takes to build a business. Um, and the first thing I realised was a marketing budget. It's obviously pretty important. Um, and I just didn't have that. So I bootstrapped and have bootstrapped this business for four years. So I was like, right, who is probably somebody that I could really, really go after that I believe would love our product? Um, and through research, I developed um, an understanding of how much the Kardashians already loved silk. Um, they've slept on it for years. Their grandmother told them about it, similar reasons to why I slept on it. So I was like, well, I just need to get Kim to sleep on my pillowcase. So three months into launching, I flew to America. And yes, I did hand deliver some silk pillowcases to Chris Jenner's residence, of which Kim was staying at that house at the time. How did so, you know that? How did you know the address? Yeah, I do get asked that a lot. So um, you'd be surprised what you can find on the internet. I mean, these ladies are business women, so they do have a lot of business information on the internet. Um, the reason I was going to Chris Jenner's house is because that's actually her office. It just so happened at the time Kim was renovating her house, so she happened to be living there. So it was, I guess, a, a mixture of luck and the universe having my back. So, yeah. How did you get in? I hired a car and pulled up to the estate. Now, we don't have, I'm pretty sure we don't have, um, I guess, locked up communities or, or private communities in Australia. Gated communities. Gated communities. Um, and when I pulled up, I was a little taken aback because it did look like I was entering a prison. It was um, very high security. 
and I was there. So I just said what I said. I said I have a meeting with Cargena Communications and handed over my licence. But and that was a fib, wasn't it? Or did you have a meeting with them? Well, I mean, I had a meeting to drop off some pillowcases. Right. It was just an, it was an, I guess, an unannounced meeting. Um, and then, look, I was able to get through. Um, in hindsight, I probably wouldn't do that again. I didn't realise they could kill did to you, protect um, in America. Did you tailgate somebody? No. So I, I had the address, obviously, from the internet. And then I, I literally handed my licence over and they let me through. So. Oh, I see. They let you through. Yeah. yeah. And, then what, and did you just go into the house and drop And, and when I pulled off? up, they were actually renovating. So there was a lot of signs that day telling me to maybe turn around. So they happened to be renovating their driveway. So it had a big do not cross sign. Um, and I was like, oh, God, now I realise I am actually you know, probably, yes, I am trespassing as much as I hate to admit that. Um, and I didn't feel comfortable and I was like, I can't I can't cross something that says do not cross. And at that exact moment, a UPS truck turned up to deliver some packages to the residents. He crossed and I was like, well, this is my this is my sign. So I tailgated the, the UPS man. He pressed the doorbell. I could hear noises inside. I put my box down with a very important um, four-page letter and I got out of there. It was, let's just say, it was as much terrifying as it was exciting. Oh, so you didn't hand it to anyone, you just put it down? No, I put it left down the and, and left. And what was in the letter? In the letter it talked about, um, I was very, very open and honest and acknowledging that what I was asking of the family in terms of, you know, trying my pillowcases and potentially loving and sharing them. Other brands would pay, you know, at the time it wasn't a million dollars, but it was a substantial amount of money back in 2015. Um, and I acknowledged that I just didn't have the marketing budget, but I shared with them my story, my background. I was pregnant at 19. I was a single mum, and I've just been an individual that's really tried hard in life to kind of do the right thing. So I shared a lot of who I am and why I was asking them to help, which was ultimately to help with homelessness in America, which was how I started the business. I landed in New York in 2015 after leaving my prior role. And I was absolutely devastated with the impact of homelessness. It's I've never seen anything like it here in Melbourne. Um, you know, you see a lot of homelessness in Sydney, but nothing to the scale in New York. So at the time, travelling with my two children, my son was eight, and I was trying to explain to him why there were, you know, women sleeping on the cold concrete. So I made a commitment to myself and to my children that I would build a brand one day big enough to make a difference. And I put a lot of that in the letter. And we've been doing a lot of amazing stuff along the journey of the four years. Um, and I, I literally, I mean, I've just reread this letter recently. I asked the girls to help me to help others. And to this day, I truly believe in my heart that's probably why they chose to do, you know, they are businesswomen. Um, I feel that, you know, they knew that, that they were helping me. It was, you know, they didn't need to do all the things over the years. We've been featured on their apps. We've been given, you know, recently to 40 of the world's biggest celebrities, Selena, um, Serena Williams, Miley Cyrus, to name like so many. They don't need to get our brand um, worn on these people, but I, I genuinely believe they're doing it because they know what we're doing in return. So, And you don't pay for that? I don't. I give back. Honestly, my payment is to give back. So what do you do for homelessness? Yeah, so along the way, we've done a lot of things. So I work closely with Vinnie's every year. Um, a lot of CEOs do this as well. We do the sleep out. We've done things in Tigray where we've um, supported orphans, so not necessarily homeless in a sense, but they, they definitely don't have you know money to go to school. So that was hence the name. Um, we used to do a lot of stuff secretly behind the scenes and tell people post-purchase. We would basically donate a child to go to school, um, you know, for a year with all of their supplies. And then we've done things like put hampers together at Christmas time for homeless children. Um, a, a number of 
disjointed things, I would say, over four years. And now we're excited to launch on the 1st of October this year. Um, We are launching our Sleep for Street, which is our new global mission, where we have spent months designing a world-first street in mind sleep mask. So it's 100% waterproof on the outside. It's 100% light blocking. It's got hidden little pouch with um, earplugs so that, you know, the homeless can actually sleep. We know a lot about homelessness. So I and I spent last um, Thursday filming out in St Kilda with the homeless down at the Sacred Heart Mission, talking to them, getting to know, you know, what really is the impact of the lack of sleep. I mean, we're in the world of luxury sleep and being homeless, I think one of the things that is often not talked about enough is the impact of sleep deprivation, which leads to mental, you know, health, schizophrenia, substance abuse, it's, you know, they're averaging three to four hours of sleep a day. These eye masks are designed to be worn during the day, which is the safest time for a homeless person to sleep. So I'm pretty excited. Um, yeah, and we're launching that globally with the mission to hand out a million plus of these eye masks, which are not for sale. They are purely designed to be given to the homeless. So that's... <clears throat> well, congratulations on all that. That's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Um, on the business, uh, what exactly, what sort of things has the the, the support from the Kardashians yeah. done for you? So, I mean, I I really don't take it lightly. Like, I am honestly, truly blessed and grateful, um, you know, for all of the support that I've had from everyone, um, not just them, over the four years. It's meant that I've been able to develop a business where, you know, four years ago I was working from home, the classic at home in your garage or, in our case, in, in the office with my daughter, um, to now having a warehouse out in Moorabbin where we export to over 65 countries. I have eight staff. Um, so I guess I've gone from being, you know, a mum startup to a global brand. So I don't think I would have got there as fast without the type of publicity that that, that um, support has enabled. I mean, another, we do all the sleep, we were just talking about this for the Beverly Hills Hotel. I wouldn't be able to get uh, I guess contracts like that without having celebrity clients already loving our products. So it kind of has it has a bigger impact than than just you know sales and clicks on your website. So that's a big deal, the Beverly yeah. Hills Hotel. I guess it's amazing. And do you still own one hundred percent of the business? I do. Yeah. So I have a fiance. He does own twenty percent, but I guess together we own a hundred. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. It's and well done for what you've done. Yeah. I've been talking to Olivia Carr, who is the founder and CEO of Shh Silk. Thank you very much for having me.